The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. And we're back with another episode of the Drop Back Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis and I'm joined as ever by Joe Costanzo. How you doing, Slew? I'm returning from the pond, Matt Burns Peak. How's it going, boys? How was the pond? All right. The pond was fine. How's your mic doing? Fine. Is your mic a bit wet, though? No, my mic's fine. It's nice and dry. (laughs) And I mean, it's, it's wet with my tears from the dolphin's loss. But other than that, it's it's the normal amount of wet. No, no, I meant I meant from dropping it in the pond. Yeah, from the pond. No, the pond, the one and only. Joe, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you back, though, Matt. Either way, <laughs> I would say it's good um, to be back, but I'm being grilled about this pond business, which is not fair. What? <laughs> because it's not our fault you fell in a pond with your mic in it. So why weren't you here last week? Because I was at work. Okay, Jay, you want me to spell it out for you? With your mic in a pond? It might as well have been, because it wasn't with me at work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, either way, before we cause more friction between Matt and Joe, should we get into the uni ball games? Is the it last friction two if it's wet? The... <laughs> that would that'd probably help, but you, as you've claimed, it's already dry. So you can't have it both ways. Carry on, sir. Right, so two games in the Premiership before a Christmas break. Two blowouts, actually. Nottingham blowing out Coventry 41 to nothing. And Yui continuing their winning streak 42 to nothing away at Swansea. Not how either Coventry or big wins, but not how Coventry's Premiership experience was supposed to go. 0 4 now, yet to score Mm. a point. 80 points against. They got to turn it around at Christmas, don't they? Realistically, it's been a tough go of it so far, hasn't it, for Coventry? <laughs> to be fair, I think um, you know the early season sort of issues have definitely played a massive role in that. The fact that they weren't able to get their season started when they wanted, with the issues with the SU, um, and then the weather playing a massive part of that. I think that seriously sort of derailed their, um, you know, their their firepower going into the season, but. They have also come up against some tough opposition. We, we have to keep that in mind. Um, I was surprised this week, though, at the, the margin of loss, to be fair. I thought that this would be an opportunity for them to sort of get their feet back under them and, and put some points on the board, but it didn't happen in the end. I think I think as well, like, not... We were saying this last week, Slew, that sort of this is their opportunity to kind of take more of a driving, driving seat role rather than how they started off their season after their big win last week. Um, coming back to beat Coventry by a margin this this big is just ridiculous. Like they're they're right in the driving seat for the uh, Bucks North now, uh, sp- mm. especially after Leeds Carnegie's uh, performance last week as well. So I think um, Coventry just need to sort of reset this all after Christmas. Um, yet they have to switch it up in some way because what they're doing at, at the moment just isn't working. I don't know if it's just a chemistry thing from the lack of training time and uh, the SU incident and things like that, but. Something clearly isn't working here, and they they just need to fix things quick. Because otherwise, they're just going to go back down to Division One. Yeah, you're absolutely right about um, Nottingham as well. They started off pretty slowly, but now two and two, and as you said, it's all in their hands. If they can keep winning, there's no reason that they can't finish in, at the top of this Premiership North that yeah. has a lot of teams beating each other now. Sterling one game ahead of Leeds and Durham, who are at three and two each, and then Nottingham only one game back with. 
four games still to play after Christmas, there's a real good chance that they could end up controlling their own destiny. But that's, it's but so that's wide open. How the, sorry, that, that's always how the North has been, though. Like, ever since we played, it's always been like any team could potentially win any week. You know what I mean? We we had games where Derby would beat Sterling or something like that, and uh, those were surprising, but you, you literally don't know because especially with like, the influx of sort of American players and things like that, d- depending on which team you go to, like in, in the North, it tends to be quite, you know, there's not like one team that sort of backs down this much. Obviously with Coventry moving yeah. on, like they're struggling to re- adjust to the... the like just the talent around them but i think you know it's it's always been like that there's, there's in the south there tends to be a team that that wins all their games or wins nearly all their games and gets the final like like uh, the hurricanes did last year mm. well like you were saying in the south there are two teams that so far the this point of the season have seemed to pulled away from the others Birmingham unbeaten only conceded 18 points mm. on the scored 142 and then Western England who have been incredible on offense over 150 in just five games and only conceded a couple more than Birmingham have done those two have really separated themselves from the other but if you're Hertfordshire Owen sits going to the Christmas break and looking at the two games back if they lose another game there's a, I think they might already be down yeah. That would be ridiculous, to be fair. Like, we've, we've said it a few times this season in terms of just struggling to get get your head around what's gone on in Hertfordshire, that they could fall so far in such a short space of time. You know, to have a team that was in the Championship game last season now literally staring down the barrel of relegation, I think, is almost unheard of. Um, mm. they've, they've still... They've still got those same issues. Um, now, I think that the, uh, the big sort of crux of what's keeping them back is the mental mistakes and their lack of chemistry on offense. Um, but I mean, as you said, UE, UWE and um, Birmingham have been absolutely fantastic to watch this season. Two of the strongest teams I think we've seen in the South for a while um, and have been absolutely dominating. I, I think I really can't wait to see that uh, Birmingham Lions rematch against UWE. Yeah, in the ne- in the next half, I think UWE are still showing they're like a top contender despite the loss against Birmingham, and it wasn't wasn't so bad a loss as Birmingham dished out to those opponents, you know. Um, yeah, so I think U- UWE still in the in the other driving seat for for the the Bucks <laughs> South alongside Birmingham, but um, mm. yeah, uh, I think mm. also Swansea yeah. uh, uh, to say a little bit. Sorry. Uh, I mean, obviously they got nailed on, but um, they've looked good at times this year. And I think they just continue to sort of struggle against these high octane offenses. Um, yeah. So. Okay. What will be what will be good to see though is what happens when Birmingham and UEA face the Northern Divisions. We don't know at this moment if those two are so good compared to all the other teams in the country at the moment. Yeah. Or if there is a separation in class between maybe the South and the Northern teams. Yeah, that's what mm. I mean by the competitiveness because you you literally don't know in the north like it go, it flips and flaps all around like it, it could go one way one week and then just a team that you thought was going to win the division ends up quite near the bottom or whatever. But um, yeah, I I, I want to see like you said UWE in Birmingham play a a team in the north maybe a Sterling and see see how they fare against them. So exactly, we'll have to see how the rest of that plays out over Christmas, but. By the time that comes out, the NFL, that will be drawing to a close by the time we've got any more Uniball. So let's jump straight back into that again. 
And I think the, one of the biggest wins of this week was the Texans managing to get a win away in Tennessee. Mm. And now with news that they may be able to get JJ Watt back off injured reserves, is the AFC South theirs to lose? Joe, you can go first on this one. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, coming off the Texans' performance last week against the Broncos, especially after they beat the Pats and everyone, everyone's really high on them, and then they lost to a questionable Broncos team and suddenly everyone's hating on the Texans. I think it was good to sort of bounce back against what many of us thought would be the the sort of winners of that division. I guess we were kind of predicting it last week, Slew. But um, mm. yeah, that AFC South division is really strong right now. I think they... Bill O'Brien somehow has managed to hold on to a lead um, in, despite a strong performance in the in the second half by the Titans, despite Ryan Tannehill outperforming Deshaun Watson. And why is that? I think it's because Carlos Hyde managed to outperform Derek Henry, the, the leads, uh, the lead, one of the leads. I don't know if he's the top rusher of the second top, but he's, he's definitely up there. And um, I think if you continue to see the Texans sort of mix in this good rushing attack alongside strong performances from DeAndre Hopkins. Um, that's what we're starting to see is succeeding in the league at the moment with teams like the Ravens and the 49ers, where they have not only legitimate passing threats, but strong rushing attacks and and like keeping it inside the rushing game to control the clock, control time, and then pick pick your poison through the air be more efficient with the passing rather than just these massive air raid systems and passing. well that's teams. almost what was working for the titans in mm. Tannehill's start the fact that they were able to get going with um derrick henry had been so effective off play action the one thing that the texans need to make sure they can do is they do need what back because they're 27th in the league at the moment in sacks which isn't going to be good enough to make a deep dive into the playoff. It always seems with the Texans is that they they get to these playoffs out of the AFC South and then can't do anything in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah they're they're just not strong enough defensively. I don't know. This game almost felt like the Titans couldn't take advantage of an opportunity, which has seemed to be the case with the Titans for last however long. Last mm. week, week 17, they couldn't beat the Colts to get the playoff spot. Yeah, but... And this sh- Oh, sorry. So go ahead. No, I was just going to say, adding on to that point, Deshaun Watson did make the mistakes for them to... He, he gave up two interceptions. So, like, they definitely had chances. It's just they, they didn't, couldn't capitalise on them. And I think that kind of started with Derek Henry's, like, poor... like Well, I say poor performance, but less than standard performance out of him this year. Yeah, Matt, you got anything to add on this one? Um, I mean, I think what, what I would love to happen is that it comes down to their Week 17 rematch as to who decides division but i think looking at who they're playing between now and then mm. it's not gonna it's, it's not gonna come down to that um tampa bay texans have up next i think they're gonna have more than enough to be able to sweep past james winston and co although tampa bay have been dangerous at times i think that the texans win that one and then obviously tennessee have got that that tough matchup with new orleans um and i guess i can i, can, I agree with you guys i think that there were opportunities here for the titans to get that key win and they, they just couldn't take them. Right, this this dip, looking at that schedule coming up, I'm not saying the Texans is a it's a walkover of the Buccaneers because we've seen them win some shootouts in games mm. that they shouldn't necessarily have won this year. Yeah, they've been dangerous. But the Titans time, but... really could have done with winning this game, especially having to go into Houston in week seventeen. Yeah. And looking at they'll presumably have to win that matchup and beat the Saints to have a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, or at least the AFC title, AFC South title. And I really don't see them being the Saints. 
to be honest. I, I think yeah, they I agree. against the Saints. They really needed to, to beat the Texans twice, really. I mean, I know the Saints haven't got anything. You know, they've, they've won their division. They, they, they can sort of be in a bit more of a lockdown mode going into the playoffs and, and keep players um, you know, injury-free for that stretch. But I still don't see that Tennessee game as being a game that the, that the, the Saints are likely to lose. No, I, I, if I'm if I'm New Orleans, I'm not given the chance of not having home field advantage throughout yeah, the playoffs. That's, that's With San Francisco's one, lost and the Seahawks playing the Niners in Week 17, there's a good chance that if New Orleans win out, that they'll get home field. And if the road to the Super Bowl goes through the um, Mercedes-Benz Dome, mm, that's a huge. huge advantage. Especially you don't want Drew Brees playing outside in January football because we've seen in the past that it's not the, how they win games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say, Slu. I, I, I think that NFC division uh, in general is just so, um, so contested right now with the top teams that if any any one of these four teams could win it. So, I, I honestly, I, I think the the Saints are going to beat the Titans quite handedly, and then I don't know who the Saints have got to finish, but it'll be someone in division. Wait a sec. It's the Panthers, mate. It's the, the Panthers. Panthers. I was, and they I was gonna see if you got there quickly, but no, you didn't. All right. Well, <laughs> did you have it up? I didn't have it up, no. Well, Slu- maybe you should Slu's it up the Oracle, he just knows things. Anyway, yeah. So I think the most disappointing game from an emotional standpoint this week was the Raiders losing their last ever Oakland game. Mm. They started so positively as well. They went two hundred and seventy-three odd yards, a load of first downs, and scored early on. Uh, then they just let the Gardner Minshew-led Jaguars come back from about two score down when they should have been able to finish it. First of all, with a kick, with a kickoff. What am I talking about? Kickoff with a kick, and they missed the kick, and then got an opportunity for rushing the kicker, and they missed that second one as well. Ridiculous. Uh, mm. It was just. It's Silly. just got to be heart wrenching if you're a Raiders fan in Oakland. Uh, luckily, from us, we don't have to deal with that quite emotional side of the game but can you imagine going to that last ever Oakland game that atmosphere must have been terrible after the whistle blew I'll tell you what I love Oakland's fans destroying their terrible stadium with trash that is quite symbolic of just how the Oakland Raiders have played this year Uh, I think and then they refuse to leave they refuse to leave their terrible baseball stadium because I mean I'll miss a team in Oakland because I love the Oakland fans and just how dedicated mm. they are and how they're Black quite hole. happy to shit on their team if, if need be. But the league loves money, so that's that's the way we go. Well, that's the thing. They're just going to become a tourist attraction in Vegas, aren't they? It's they're not going to be an actual actual proper team there. They'll all come to Vegas, watch the Raiders. They're a show almost rather than a mm. competitor. It takes what do you the reckon the fans would be like in... Yeah, what do you reckon the fans will be like in, in Vegas? Do you reckon they'll be kind of like the Wembley games where just a bunch of fans turn up because their game's on? I think, I think yeah. it'll be like that. And Well, you've seen what it's like when these two teams have moved, gone to LA. Mm. You just get a load of away fans because people that live there or are mm. visiting there are going to see not, their home team. Not so much the Rams games anymore, but the Chargers games, definitely. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, the Chargers games have basically turned into sort of 50-50 for both sides of fans, which is... You know, it takes away the whole point of having home field advantage as well, which it's, must be really frustrating from a you know a playing perspective. It's often it'll be like that it'll be that thing as well. If you're going to go, 
if you've got to go see one away game a year, you've got to go and see the one where your team plays in Vegas and make a whole weekend out of it. Yeah, exactly. you're not. If you're a Charge fan, you're going to send all your, all your games to that Raiders one. You're not going to go as much probably to the Chiefs game because why would no nothing against Kansas City, but I'm sure oh. Las Vegas is a fun is a funner weekend than it is in Missouri. Oh, Making sorry. a lot of oh, lot of enemies in Missouri. Yeah, well, come at me, Missouri. I'm just saying, it's, it always confused the hell out of me that Kansas City's in Missouri. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't really make any sense. Nobbles you gobble, mate. Nobbles you gobble. Nobbles you gobble. Also, is Derek Carr the quarterback in Oakland next year? I mean, he he just seems very average this year. Mm. Rather than he doesn't seem to win you games. Exactly, he's one. He seems like those sort of middle of the road quarterbacks. Um, you know, throw back to the Dalton scale when that was a thing. But you know, the ones where they're they're, they're not going to win you a game, but they're probably not going to lose you one as well. They're going to do just enough that if you can build a team around them, that they could be serviceable. But they're never going to get you to a Super Bowl or anything like that. Yeah, but also, like, how much talent does he have to throw it to? Like, he's got some, he's got a decent That's tight true. end. Like, he hasn't got that much receiving talent. He does make some good throws during games, but and he's obviously got Josh Jacobs, and he was injured, so we, we haven't been able to see him this week. And He uh, played this week. Oh, balls. He was injured last week, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was injured <laughs> he was last injured week. Two weeks. <laughs> No, he was injured last week. He had a decent game, but again, he didn't really perform enough to win the game. Yeah, well, but Derek, Derek one, one week back from injury, so yeah, exactly. I'm not. No, I'm not having a shot at Josh Shakes. It's just I can understand why he didn't necessarily see that he wasn't playing this week. Yeah, just Missouri. Just Missouri's on your list this week, Lou, not Josh Jacobs. Well, no, I was just helping Joe out there because he was the one that said he didn't know Josh Jacobs was playing. Yeah, Joe doesn't well. know. Well, that's a classic Joe goof. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that is a fair point. To be fair, fair you know, boy. they don't. It's have a fair to, point. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, they don't have the best sort of receiving talent around Carr. Um, I mean, they did at the start of the season with the little Antonio Brownie boy, but uh, unfortunately, that didn't quite work out. We don't, no, we don't not so much. Another team that that seems to have receiver problems, not quite working out, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, did you hear about this yet, Joe? Hmm? Uh, Josh Gordon's been suspended. Josh Gordon's been suspended indefinitely for violating the NFL PED and substance abuse policies. Oh, we should have have given him the chance to guess what he'd been been suspended for. Oh, I wonder if he would have got it. I bet it's weed. We don't actually know. It's probably a mixture. Yeah, probably a nice little plethora of um, substances. Steroids. Do you reckon that cocaine is considered a PED? No, Depends I think it's falls under the su- probably I'm pretty sure Michael Irvin did policy. loads of coke when he played. That's a pretty common. And wasn't there the story of the Steelers? I can't remember which one, but the Steelers linebacker who literally covered up the hole in his nose with coke for a game. I think we. I think this is the point where we say allegedly, yeah. just to so we don't get cover ourselves. <laughs> yeah, because Michael Irvin's listing is going to sue us. You don't I know mean, our reach, man. You don't know our reach. <laughs> Hey, this marketing's going well. <laughs> no, but so does Seattle held off a late comeback against Carolina, jump into the NFC West lead. Does it. that Josh just that Josh Gordon uh, suspension does that take away from their chances of winning the division or was he just like a little boost that they had anyway? 
I think he was more of a little boost, to be honest. I still think that, um, you know, Tyler Lockett's the guy. I still think that Chris Carter's been sick as well, and Rashad Penny's had some good moments. I think and that DK. they've still got... They've still got enough around, and they've got DK Metcalf as well. They've still got enough around, and also Russell Wilson's just a big-time baller, so I think mm. they will be fine. Mm. I think the one issue going to the playoffs as well with the Seahawks is their defence seems to be falling apart. Clowney mm. and Sir Kendricks and Shaquem Griffin all missed this game. Um, Bobby Wagner came out partway through. That could be a big loss uh, if that's serious. That was, yeah, and it was... a. Uh, the, the Carolina Panthers they almost came back in this one after mm. well obviously after Wagner came down but Carl Allen just had a pretty poor showing in the end three interceptions in total and he does appear that he has been benched in favour of Will Greer for next week good god that, that it's such a weird turn of events at quarterback for the Panthers because Carl Allen obviously started off so hot when he when he first came in and has just been getting worse and worse it seems mm. well yeah. I'm pretty sure I told you this at the time is he does have all the lookings about someone that is he's going to be a hot for six stretch but then as soon as you get a bit of scouting on him there's nothing especially special mm. about Kyle Allen you don't no. he doesn't scare you in the same way that a lot of quarterbacks in the league do he's not particularly mobile he's not particularly accurate really he's, he doesn't he have just a huge job a lot of mm. check downs to Christian McCaffrey yeah so. and I, I and I think he did benefit quite a lot from teams being more worried about McCaffrey rather than um, you know, showing him difficult coverages and that sort of things. They were more worried about stacking the box than maybe maybe they took a bit of the pressure off the receiving game, um, which I think helped Allen early on. But like I said, Slew, since then, I think I kind of feel like teams have figured him out. Yeah, I think um, going back to the 49ers, sorry, but so like I, I see some weaknesses at tackle, particularly recently, um, ever since the Ravens game, really, where the they're just consistently giving up sacks at the moment or giving up at least pressure, which makes Jimmy G kind of panic and have to kind of move around. He's not particularly that mobile, so he he ends up throwing some iffy passes. And um, mm. they have the talent there is the weird thing because they've got McGlinchey and they've got Staley back, but it just seems that they're getting consistently beaten at the moment. Um, and also talking about consistent, Jimmy G isn't being consistently accurate with the ball. Um Mm. And I, I just see him having an iffy game at some point in the playoffs and just, yeah. you know, I, I, I've got a feeling they won't dive. I think also, yes, you're right that Garoppolo, yeah, you're right that Garoppolo hasn't necessarily been at his peak, but he needs some more help from all the his receivers not named yeah. Kittle. That is true. The drops have resurfaced in San Francisco mm. and it's, Worrying that it's happened this time of the year. They started off eight and eight and zero, oh, I think it was, mm. and they've played too many close games since then. This is a game that they shouldn't have been losing. I don't know if it's a coming back to earth after they managed to beat the Saints, but yeah. to only score nineteen points against the Falcons is not really on for a team that wants to be the number one seed in the conference. Yeah, that's it's uh, it's pretty pretty damn bad. But on uh, Russell Wilson continues to propel his team despite injuries and having a questionable defence and a shoddy O-line. So, Indeed. up to that, man. I mean, going back, just the, the 49ers scored 22, not 19. But still, like I said, they, they should be scoring way more against that, against a Falcons defence that hasn't looked good recently. I wonder with the 49ers if they had the, that stretch of really tough games and everyone was saying how that was going to make or break their season. And then since they've come out of that, um, it's almost like that pressure's dropped and, and their, their performance levels dropped as well. 
Yeah, it's a good point. They're going to have to come back next week. They play at home to the Rams, who are almost certainly out of the playoffs. Not quite, mm. but practically done. So they're going to be a desperate team. They need Minnesota to lose twice and them to win out. But So I, I, you back them to beat the Rams after what happened to the Rams against Dallas. Oh, this the, Ram, week, the, Ram, the Rams got embarrassed. That was, that was a, a really strange game. Which would then set up a... So another showdown against Seattle in Seattle for the division crown and probably the number one seed. Yeah, you could well, surely at this game. stage, yeah. Big game. Okay, so <laughs> are you just sniggering, Joe? Is that all you're doing now? Or are you yeah, just I, sniffling because you're ill? The way you reacted. All right. He's just building excitement. He's so excited. Building excitement. It's, it's nothing. It's not that. It's nothing to be excited about now. It's Freddie Kitchens. Is he done oh, in Cleveland? God. Oh, he's done. So he's a, he's a gone man. That that man is will not be a coach next mm. season for show. Sure. The I thing think... is, if you are Cleveland, where do you go though? Anywhere what direction else? do you? T- Literally any college um, coach. Like Freddie Kitchens just showed consistently throughout the season that he's too inexperienced for this team. He can't handle the personalities on this team with ba- from Baker Mayfield publicly mm. criticizing the Browns' uh, medical staff and, and and some of the coaching decisions to OBJ the OBJ fiasco over over Twitter mm. and things like that. Uh, and then this week with Jarvis Landry bickering at him on the sideline, like and, it. Uh- on that point as well, Joe, mul- reports that multiple Cleveland players were te- were telling the Arizona sideline to come and get me as well. So, I mean, clearly the players don't want to be there and it's not working with Kitchens and them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what that's what Beckham was doing, wasn't it, a couple of weeks ago with a few mm. teams, it seems. Mm. And then they're all just going to, what, mass exodus over to Arizona. That, that would be, be well funny. funny. <laughs> I'll take a pay cut because the cap space is a thing. Mm. But yeah, I think I mean, to be gone. perfectly honest, you want, I understand Landry's anger at that point as well. When they're trailing by eleven and they take, and it's a fourth and short, mm. you've got to have enough faith in your team that you're going to get that first down. Mm. And then it's only exacerbated by the fact that you missed the kick anyway. And, they, exactly. and then the commentator of the game, he, I didn't manage to watch all of this game because, well, I'm not going to spend my Sunday watching the Browns lose meekly to the Cardinals but he was saying how the Browns look uninspired haven't played hard and haven't played physical in a game that they had to win to have any shot of making the playoffs yeah. against a Cardinals side that's looked pretty sloppy in the last couple of weeks it's been there for the taking and they just they literally just didn't even seem interested in, in, in taking it at all if Kitchens is doing one thing it's the fact that he was able to motivate his team last year Yeah. and now there's none of that the team has given up on him I don't entirely sure why they still have him in Surely, just get rid of him yeah. at this point and start looking. I don't know if they're. Yeah. It's almost rather than risk it, rather risk alienating their best players, which seems to be what's happening. It's almost reached that that point that we see so often in uh, you know English football and, and the Premier League, where we saw it with Pochettino and um, you know Emery, where Emery. The, play, the players just stop playing for the manager. There's clearly reaches a disconnect where nothing's working. The players don't want to don't want the manager there. The manager can't motivate the players and that relationship is just dead. It's it sort of feels that way for me with Cleveland and, and Kitchens. Do you know what's good about this though, boys? What? You both get sandwiches. Yes. Do we? What do you do want we? in we your sandwiches? We? What was the bet? The fucking Browns were gonna make the AFC championship. Oh, you did say that one, didn't you? <laughs> yes, yeah. I did. Big, big goof from you, Joe, again. I done Excellent. goofed. He done goofed, A.A., eh, Ron. 
A dumb yeah. goof. I'm pretty pretty sure unless David Johnson has two 400-yard receiving games, I've done goof on both my fucking picks. A double so. goof. Oh, it's going to rain sandwiches in week 17. Yeah, but unfortunately, oh. Matt got confused. Oh, you both didn't take my David Johnson bet, I think. Well, Matt made it harder for himself and then still took it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like the challenge. No, I didn't take it because I was, I was, you absolutely um, squiggled my mind. I had no idea where you were going with it. Mm. It was a strange mm. bet for sure. But what do you want in your sandwiches, lads? Tell me. Nothing that oh, you've can I touched. Can I get a little bit of think? What? Nothing, nothing <laughs> that you've touched. Right. So a uh, very caressed turkey and oh. cranberry peanut butter oh. and cheese sandwich. Oh, and you're, you're probably going to stick an egg, an egg in it as well, aren't you? Because why wouldn't you joke? Well, it's better than what he was offering at the beginning of the season with his fish sandwiches. Oh, yeah. That's oh, no, good. there's fish in it too. Just just as a side note for this, the, when we were at university, Joe used to make some pretty downright deplorable sandwiches with the leftover was... ingredients he had from that week's shop, and it, it regularly contained sweet and sour things that should never touch. Yeah, it's almost not worth losing this great. bet. Yeah. No, they did bet, a joke. Winning this bet might kill us if we have to eat <laughs> what Joe makes. Yeah, well... You, you I may know, have to take. I may have to get him to take us to a sandwich shop because mm. just I'll to prove that he the hasn't shop. I also don't trust him not to wash his hands. So <laughs> that's just rude and uncalled for. But you just outed Michael Irvin for doing coke, and then someone no, other I one didn't. didn't. You can't. You can't give it out. You can't dish it out and not take it, Joe. <laughs> you can't say people do coke and then get allegedly upset say you don't wash their hands. Allegedly, okay. we'll correct Slew's statement. Joe allegedly doesn't wash his hands. Thank you. I will now not sue you. You're unsuable. <laughs> Perfect. It's, it's like the magic fucking HP potion. Mm. Are the Patriots suable? Um, With their little filming of the they Bengals. Should be. They should bloody well be. I'm sure they are being sued, yeah. We, we could have sued them years ago for making football not as fun, but I think we can definitely sue them for spying again. We, we being the Bengals. Did you see the thing circling on Twitter that that it's all a ploy that Brady retires after they win a Super Bowl this year, um, Belichick gets suspended for this whole Spygate thing. They mm. go one and fifteen, and then they take Trevor Lawrence. Ooh. Um, I mean that would be some serious forward like forethought and planning. Like I know it's that's the almost like but that's like a really idiot. diabolical plan. It's like the idiots who keep saying, well, they're purposely losing to all the um, the good teams so they can beat them in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> no, they're not. They're clearly yeah, not. Sh- surely you'd beat the good teams so you can play the bad teams in the playoffs. Exactly. Too easy. Or, like, it doesn't make any sense. He's just like, he's lost uh, three, three teams on the bounce before this and then they had to spy to beat the Bengals. But I just, I, I think we're talking about what I think we're talking about, which is this week's game against the Bills. I don't know, Joe. Tell me, are we talking about it? We are indeed. And our <laughs> predictions for said game. Then Fire I think I think the Bears... Uh, sorry, the Bills are going to take it. <laughs> the Bears would never take it. They'd definitely lose. But the, the Bills had a close game with them last time. Um, and mm. the Pats have shown a susceptibility to, to the rushing game. So I think the Bills are going to come out there with Devin Singletary... Um, who's a quite a talented young back they have, and put in a performance against a team that has sh- conceded um, 
so much in the last three weeks. Uh, mm. Sorry, so th- the three weeks prior to the Bengals game um, compared to the rest of the season. On top of that, they they actually, Joe Mixon and G- Giovanni Bernard had good games against them. Russia, yeah. Uh, with a terrible to Bengals O-line as well. That's what I mean. Like the, the Patriots did not look good. To say that they allegedly, um, you know, Spine and and allegedly did 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 the bad things. They didn't look good against allegedly. the Bengals whatsoever. Um, I think the Bills are going to be a much tougher test for them. And I I can see the Bills sneaking something here, which would be also pretty awesome for um, the AFC East in terms of that not just being a, a perpetual Patriots win because I think mm. that would put them level with the Patriots for the top of the division. How many times do we have to see Matt Slater or someone on special teams? either block a punt or cause a fumble or something like that for the Patriots to get in good enough position for their offense to score points. How many times has that happened this year? Or, you know, Too many. Defend- exactly. And Too I just many don't think, times. you know, what are you saying? You don't think it's consistently a good way of getting the ball or I think the Patriots just haven't consistently driven the ball down the field from, from you're absolutely right. Brady didn't top 200 yards on in the air this week. Yes. He still threw two touchdowns, but a lot of it is down to field position in the rushing game. Um, Both of these defenses though, coming off big games, Pat had four interceptions as did the bills, Mm. but Neither particularly impressive wins, given the opposition that they were playing. They both should have won by by more. They both should have dominated the games more. I think you know, um, you know, Devin Hodges with the four interceptions against the Bills. They 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 should have turned that into more into more points on the scoreboard. Um, and like we said, the Pats should have should have taken that game away from the Bengals from the kickoff, really. Um, so it's, I think it's going to be what, a, a bit of a defensive slug fest. Unfortunately, well, like the first, like the first game was that came mm. down, and then Josh Allen came out of the game. Unfortunately, near the end, with a concussion, he's had five game-winning drives this season. So, if it's close and he's still on the field, there's there's a real good chance that the Bills could manage to take this one. But I also think, uh, like I said, sorry, it, it's just it's just going to be that they've seen the tape recently where teams have had success rushing against them, and just follow suit. I, I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't think you need to lean on Josh Allen, especially against. Well, well Josh Allen's legs. Look at the, Josh Allen's legs as well could be a real yeah, factor yeah, in this yeah. one. That, had... That's what I'm saying. Beat them. Beat them with a rushing attack. Even mix in a few read options or something like that with Josh Allen. Be, be, be Do you think the different. Bills win this one then, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Ooh, definitely. definitely. Wow. I love it. Definitely against a sandwich on it. Wow! Wow! I mean, I can't accept this because I'm also going for the Bills to win. I was, was going to be a lot more g- sort of. No, Joe's just been like, yeah, <laughs> definitely going to happen. You know yeah, what? I was going to go with the Bills as well, but because Joe put a sandwich on it, it would hate for that to that confidence to go unwarranted. So, so you know what, Joe? I'll I'll take that sandwich bet up with you, and I'll take oh, the Pats for the. I love it. I love a mid-season lovely. Sandwich bet. Why are you taking the Pats, Lou? Other than me taking a sandwich. Well, to be perfectly honest, I was going to go with the Bills because I thought yeah, that'd be a surprise pick. But now everyone else has gone with them and there's a sandwich in it. There's just too much against the Pats. You also didn't account for the fact stake. that we all hate the Pats. I don't hate the Patriots. I you hate the Patriots. I very much dislike them. I really hate the Patriots. However, when you put a sandwich in the mix, Joe, things get complicated and I think that the stakes are too high for <laughs> Slew to not take the sandwich bet. Yeah, that's Absolutely. true. You've got to go, go rallies on. We got any more? Um, 
not not any sandwich bets, but I do have more game picks. I meant yeah. any more puns, but let's move on to the rest of the games. <laughs> so, so another, the next game, another divisional matchup. The Packers going into Minnesota. They won the first matchup. Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook, we don't know what's going on there with his shoulder mm-hmm. injury. Will he play? Will he not? Won't I think a lot of the reason why I didn't why I didn't come back into that Chargers game was because they were just so dominant and they didn't really need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pack the Packers have kept on winning. But if you look at their victories over the Bears, the Giants, the Redskins, they haven't been overly convincing as they were earlier on in the season. Mm, that's a fair Who point. Who takes this one? I'm going to say the Packers do. Um, I, although I wasn't very impressed with the way they finished the game against the Bears this week. Um, they sort of kept the door open for the Bears when they really should have been slammed shut ages before. Um, I do think that that Dalvin Cook injury... Obviously, we don't know the severity of it. Um, if that's significant, then I think the pack will have a fairly easy easy go of things. And I think that I've, I've I mean I've just liked the way Green Bay have played all season. To be honest, I think they've been really consistent and they've looked like a strong team. It's definitely stronger than the Vikings, in my opinion. I'm going to disagree with you. Oh, and this you, is why. Joe. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has impressed me that much this season at all. Well, you certainly haven't impressed him. Yeah, well, he's had a few good games, and I'm not gonna. Yeah, and it, it has. He has looked impressive here and there against some shoddy defenses, but. Whoa, 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 whoa! You just said he hasn't impressed you at all. I haven't been Which is it, Joe? impressed at all. It's not the same thing, so. Ooh. He's, he's the a bad worst man. QB in the league on third down. That's a fact. Like, wow. at the moment, he's the worst QB in the league on third down. That's not even allegedly. Wait, at the moment. I like that yeah, stat. Attack, right Joe, now, to, the, to, to this season, he's the worst QB in the league at converting on third down. If you look at all the other that's QBs that are starting in the league, they're better at converting on third down. Yes. He can't he, be worse than does... Rosen. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Come well, Rosen Devin isn't Hodges a starting quarterback. in football in this league. I don't know, mate. That's just the fucking truth. It's mate. just the stats. The one that got the just the stats. Don't the, lie. The one that got, that got bashed in the head by Miles Garrett. What was his name again? His name alludes Mason me. Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. That's him. He he played a few games and he was diabolical. Are you telling me that yeah. Aaron Rodgers' third down stats is worse than Mason Rudolph's? I don't that, know. That diabolical. I don't know if there's a specific <laughs> amount of games you have to play to be considered a starter for this okay, this year. Okay, but I'll let you off the hook. You know. Though. Anyway. But it's a stat. I was about to go to war for Aaron Rodgers there, but we'll, we'll but he's had he's had three years now where he's actually been quite a lot worse than he has in previous years, and I know he's been dealing with injuries and some of that, but I just don't see it as much that he's, you know, like I know the Packers are doing well this year, but they they obviously have their flaws, and. Don't think this is the same Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I hate to be that guy that's saying you know wacky shit, but I just you love I to just, be the guy that says wacky shit. That's such a fib. Yeah, but okay, yeah, that's kind of my thing. But um, the the thing is, I just don't think Aaron Rodgers is the same type of guy we saw that won the Super Bowl, where it can just make any throw. He's relying a lot on um, receivers just being open a lot of the time, and. You know, like obviously he's still Aaron Rodgers. He still does have great, the best arm talent, like mm. well, the best, like some of the best arm talent in the league. But he, he just, I don't see it right now. I, I, I don't see mm. him being consistently good enough. And yeah, he, he does have a great QBR because he doesn't give the ball away. He's safe, but he, he doesn't 
push you to win winning are we getting are we getting to the point where joe's about to claim that aaron Rodgers is a game manager because that's where it sounds like this argument's going that would be such a big such a statement i mean i think if you're going to make that statement joe you've got to follow it up with an article explaining why or i'll send you hate mail regardless of who else no i'm just saying (laughs) that aaron Rodgers is kind of you know he's he's i don't know if it's like recovering from the injury still and whatever but he just doesn't. Okay, wait, Joe. Could you hear that? Like his old self. It, it sounds like. It sounds like. Is it backpedaling? Backtracking. Wow. Something. Like, oh. No, you were where? just trying to progress <laughs> me to a point I wasn't going to make, sir. Where are you to, Joe? And I refute that point. But, okay, well, Joe, does your opinion change if the Vikings don't have Dalvin Cook for this game? I think it would be difficult, but they've also. Um, God, who. I've completely Madison, forgotten his name. Boone. Ma- Madison, Madison's looked good, and that the, one of the other running backs had a good game Great this name. year. Boone. 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 Coach, Coach Boone. You'd love to see it. Big man Boone with his big boony boons. Um, but yes, I, I, I think the Vikings have a good rushing O-line as well. Darwin Cook tends to run through some pretty good holes, and That's yeah, he true. has got talent. But um, I think that potentially... Matson could have a great game. He, he's shown at times to break off some big runs and a lot of people thinking he's Dalvin Cook because he wears a number in the 30s and he's got dreadlocks. But um, I, yeah, I think I think the Vikings' defense have, uh, are consistently good. And, um, I've absolutely forgotten his name again. Uh, Griffin is is really good at getting to the Everson quarterback. Griffin, and yeah. Everson Griffin, and he has been this whole season. He's been one of the best in the league. Um, and Hunter. So, yeah, Danelle Danelle Hunter, Hunter. yeah, damn right. So both sides, both sides of that defensive line have just really great against their quarterback. So I can imagine um, the Packers having to deal with a lot of pressure, and we'll see how they do on third down. Okay, so I think the Packers are going to win this one. <laughs> you know, it. I, 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 the main reason why is because I think their back end is set up to cover those. Play action passes to Cook, uh, what? to Diggs and Thielen. So when mm. you've got the talent they do have at corner, they're less susceptible to the big play that we've seen the Vikings be so successful with against the teams like the Chargers and the other teams that have played in recent weeks. I don't like Kirk Cousins in big games. I don't know if that's a Ooh. thing that many people have said before. I don't know wow. if anyone said Controversial. that. Controversial. He's been pretty good this year, mate. He's been all right. The he's big game, the, 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 say, the big game that people are like, oh, he's turned a corner, it's over, was the one where they beat the Cowboys. Ye yeah. fucking hard. If you, ta- <laughs> if you take that into context now, not an enormous win. I'm going to exactly. take my boys down a losing road. But they have. Please, they have please don't stop. going to ride till I lose at home. Some Nice. Jason Garrett's definitely out at the end of the season, but that's another story. But um, Damn right. no, I just yeah. think the Packers are going to win this one, especially if Cook if Cooks is out. It's if Cooks is in, it's a different story because they can attack the Packers' weakness, which has been defending the run. I think the Packers yeah, but, don't uh, have a lot have a lot to prove after being blown out by the Niners and some unconvincing wins since that. So they'll want to win this, go and then go in and hopefully for them have a bye to regroup before the playoffs. That's that's what I was saying about, I think that the Vikings O-line is a good enough rushing O-line to actually give Madison the holes that Dalvin Cook was getting a lot of the time. But he's not the same man. 
I know, but he'll, I think he'll, he'll still be able to gash the Packers' defence, which uh, has been very susceptible to the run. Do you know what, Joe and Matt? We'll find out at the weekend. In the next the episode of, of the Dropback Podcast. <laughs> it's not just all abstract. We will have an answer. Last episode. Thank God for that. Okay, and the final game of this week, and maybe the most important game of the whole season. Yeah, if you like trash. Yeah. Well, to be honest, this game that we should have been previewing, if they'd both done their jobs, would have been the Bengals versus the Dolphins, both sitting at 0-14 or whatever. But no, we can't have nice things, so we'll have to have two different trash teams instead. The Cowboys going into Philadelphia to set up the NFC East. But are actually trash. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) mean, just what has gone on there, man? What the hell? What the hell? I don't know. I don't know, it's disappointing to tell you the least. Long stare in the mirror time for both those two. The whole division is terrible. It's a sad division, isn't it? It, li- it literally sucks. That's why it's dead. That is true. Doesn't matter doesn't matter, Joe. We just beat the Redskins. It doesn't oh, matter wow. we just conceded doesn't matter we just conceded twenty seven points to Dwayne Haskins and let Agent Peterson average about four yards on the ground. It doesn't matter that the Cowboys just had two rush with a hundred plus yards. It's definitely gonna be a close one. I'm Shout not out to Adrian out again. Peterson to uh, for breaking Walter Payton's uh, rushing touchdown record though. Yeah, congratulations. I will be shocked. Up. I will be shocked if the Eagles manage to win this game. Really? Yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't think we've got we have a good matchup against the Cowboys. Zeke always, always performs against the Eagles. That's true. And our defense, it, yeah, we beat the um, Giants a couple of games ago and the Redskins. But like I said, we just conceded almost thirty points to the Redskins. Didn't That's get a single points. sack. Didn't get a single sack against Dwayne Haskins. Mm. If you can, mm. if we can't if we dial up that sort of lack of pressure again then there's going to be very little shot about beating the Cowboys this week and you can kiss the playoffs goodbye. That is true. But it, on, uh, on the other hand as well, though, Slew, the Cowboys have been so inconsistent, it's it's painful. Um, yeah, you know, but so have the Eagles. They, yeah, exactly. But they, they just, they yo-yo so much between, you know, being a team that looks semi-decent to being a team that get beaten by the Jets, who are terrible Um but I think I'm still going to go with, agree with you and go with the Cowboys here because the Eagles just just look sad, to be honest. They just also, like... even if even if we're full strength, it may be a different story. But if you look at the receivers we've now got, I don't know if Aguilar's going to play. So it's Greg Ward is basically one of our only is our most established receiver Greg that we Ward. have. Greg Ward, pra- practice squad boy, making strides. Joe, are you going to make this a sweep or are you going to have something shocking for us? I'm shockingly going to make this a sweep. It doesn't matter. Ooh, I like like I said, this division sucks. It, no one, None of these teams are going to win in the first round of the playoffs. But the Cowboys beat a decent team or a team that at least had a playoff contention or a road to the playoffs in the, in the Rams. Um, the Rams are better than the Eagles. I'm going to say that. So wow. that's my logic. I think, yeah. That was your logic. There'd be no point playing games. You just look at the teams with the winning records when you get to the playoffs. I literally Boring. couldn't care about this game, Slew. Both teams lit- <laughs> suck. suck. Can you try? Balls. Can you pretend? Can you pretend to care fine. just for the purpose Zeke of us doing this? Fine, just fine. for the sake of the Zeke, Zeke is going to tear you apart. Like he had a good performance last week against the Rams. Cool. Um, Sean McVay is going to whip some stuff up and just outsmart your terrible defense. Which is Sean McVay? Ter- 
Uh, sorry, my bad. Jason Garrett. That's... Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. That's the one. <laughs> God, I don't know how that happened. I think it was going you know what? Rams. Here we here's what we're gonna do. I think we're gonna put Jarvis misery. I think that's a good oh, point to end the show up. today. <laughs> man, into man. such a frenzy, he forgot names. Okay, so thank you so much for listening. Maybe next time Joe's going to remember that he is supposed to care about this. Sorry, check I'm, out I'm, I'm, our I'm web. Jason Garrett, I'm Make sure you out. check out our website, thedropback.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at thedropback. On Facebook at thedropbackuk. I've been Sam. I've been Joe. Go them boys. I've been Matt. And thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>